0: Bismillah <laughs> ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Nahmaduhum wa nusalli wa nusallim wala rasulihil kareem Amman ba'd Dear respected listeners Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Just want to, before we begin uh, Clarify something insha'Allah um, so in the last lesson on tuesday i began the discussion of the mothers of the believers the al mutahharat, the wives of the prophet sallallahu then i was informed that uh, we hadn't actually finished our original discussion um, which we had started in the series that we had started before, the short break, um, which was the discussion on the du'as, the 40 Rabbana in the Holy Quran. So, inshallah, having that in mind, what we'll do is we'll have two different sessions on the Tuesday. We'll carry on on Tuesdays. We will carry on with the Ummahatul Mu'mineen series, the Mothers of the Believers, insha'Allah. And on Thursdays, um, we will look at the du'as in the Holy Quran. Having said that, insha'Allah, the next du'a, the next Rabbana is also in Suratul baqarah the Rabbana that we discussed previously, before the break, was the story of Waqatara Dawoodu Jaluta of Dawood and Jalut and King Talut. The next verse is actually the make it makes up the final verse of Surah Al-Baqarah, and the actual du'a in question is. رَبَّنَا لَا تُعَخِذْنَا إِنَّ سِينَا أَوْ أَخْطَعْنَا This actual verse, um, it consists of one, two, three um, supplications that start with the wording of رَبَّنَا So we will discuss the first, first, and then we'll move on from that So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says رَبَّنَا لَا تُعَخِذْنَا إِنَّ سِينَا أَوْ أَخْطَعْنَا That, O our Lord La condemn us not, do not punish us in nasina if we forget, ou akhta'na or fall into error. Before I discuss the actual dua itself, we'll look at the reason for the revelation of this dua. And it's actually a very beautiful story the actual verse or the occasion begins with the verse lillahi ma fis samawati wa ma fil and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says following this declaration that everything in the heavens and the earth belong to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa in tubidu ma fi anfusikum aw tukhfuhu yuhasibukum bihallah that if you conceal or make apparent whatever is in your hearts, you بِهِ اللَّهِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take account of you for it. This verse, and this was the early command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is saying to the Sahaba Kiram, رِذْمَانُ اللَّهِ تَعَلَى that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, will not only judge you upon your actions of what you did and what you didn't do, which command you adhere to, which prohibitions you refrain from, but also the thoughts that enter into your mind. And whatever comes into your hearts and your minds, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take you to account for those as well. So Ibn Abbas radiyallahu ta'ala anhumah he relates annahu qala lamma nazalat hadhihi al-aya that when this verse was revealed ja'a Abu Bakr wa Umar wa Abdurrahman ibn Auf wa Mu'adh wa nasun ila an-nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam then Abu Bakr Umar Abdul Rahman ibn Auf, Mu'adh ibn Jabal, and a group of companions came to the Messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم, and they said, Ya رسول الله, "Kullifna min al-'Amali mala nutik, or kullifna min al-'Amali mala nutik, that we have been made responsible in terms of actions that which we are not capable of fulfilling. Inna ahadana la yuhadis nafsuhu bima la yuhibbu yuhibb ayathbutafi qalbihi." Because every single one of us is of that ilk that those thoughts go through our mind which we do not even want to entertain. So they said to the Prophet that Ya Allah, this verse that has been revealed has made it extremely difficult upon us. And the difficulty is that Every one of us has thoughts that enter into our minds that we don't even want to entertain, and this verse is implicating that we will be questioned by Allah Subhanahu wa Taala in relation to them as well. فَقَالَ النَّبِيُّ sallam. The Messenger ﷺ said. فَلَعَلَّكُمْ تَقُولُونَ كَمَا قَالَ بَنُوا إِسْرَائِيلُ سَمِعْنَا وَأَصَيْنَا The Messenger ﷺ said that it seems as if you are attempting to say what the children of Israel used to say. That سَمِعْنَا we have heard وَأَصَيْنَا and we have disobeyed. قُولُوا سَمِعْنَا atana. Say instead O my companions, سَمِعْنَا وأطعنا. We have heard and we have obeyed. So the Messenger said that this behavior of objecting to a comment of or a command of Allah Rabbul Izzati wal was a practice of a particular group of people that came before you. And this was their downfall. That instead of Saying we have heard the command of Allah and we have obeyed and accepted that command, they would by either verbally or by their action go against the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Prophet when he commanded them, they then responded by saying, "Sami'na wa No Ya Rasulullah, we are not like them. We will say we have heard and we have obeyed. The Hadith carries on This became very difficult upon the companions. The notion that we will be questioned in relation to the thoughts that enter our hearts. Fama fi hawlan. they stayed upon this for a year. For Anzar Allah, Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala then revealed. La illa Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala does not overburden a soul more than they are capable or does not burden a soul more than they are capable of bearing This شأن nuzul this reason for or the story for its revelation is mentioned in the tafsir of Imam Fakhruddin Ar-Razi مفاتيح الغيب. And there are tremendous lessons to be learned from them. The beautiful lesson that the eventuality, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what he finally reveals in terms of a principle that Allah does not overburden a soul. um, This is a tremendous gift that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed upon us. And this is how a believer should reflect on any of the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when they seem difficult for the person. So when there is a command of Allah before us and the thoughts, the, either the whisper of shaitan or our own nafs begin to uh, prod us inside that this command of Allah is too difficult for me, this is the verse that we need to reflect upon. La and say to ourselves that Allah has made it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it a principle that He will never overburden me with a task. Iman is not something that is burdensome upon the soul. The Ibadah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has levied upon the believers is not. More difficult than bringing to action and bringing to life. And that is why there are shara'it and conditions for ibadat and worship to be compulsory. So, for example, um, a person has to be of a particular age because overburdening a baby, let's say, or a pubescent, someone under the age of puberty, with an obligation is overburdening. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't do that. So the first lesson that He teaches us is, subhanAllah, that whatever He has tasked us with, it is something that we are capable of undertaking. In terms of our deen, number one, and in terms of our life, number two. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whatever situation He puts us in, and Allah protect us and save us from difficult situations. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never overburdens the individual more than they are able to withstand. Number two is look at the resolve of the companions. That it only, they only needed to hear one statement from the Messenger Islam, And though they had come to seek clarification from the Prophet and say to him, Ya Rasulullah, this is too hard. The Prophet just needed to say to him that stop being like the people before you. Instead, adopt this attitude of, Ya Allah, whatever you command us with, whatever you levy upon us in terms of obligation, we will fulfill. They heard this once and they responded by saying, wa atana." The absolute resolve that the Sahaba Kiram جمعين, had in terms of fulfilling responsibility to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even though at times it seemed difficult. That's why they came to the Messenger wasallam. But once the Messenger wasallam's message was, no, this needs to be adopted. This is the command of Allah. This is how a believer should respond then the resolve is something to be admired. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us a glimmer of that resolve. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us some sort of resolve in terms of the commands that He has levied upon us, the prohibitions that He has made upon us, that we are able to have resolve in relation to that. That oh Allah, uh, Thabbit aqdamana Last time we, the dua that we recited from the followers of Dawood, To Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala afrigalina wa thabbit Akdamana. grant a steadfastness. And this is something that we too uh, pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us steadfastness in our faith, in our resolve in terms of the deen, in our responsibility to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is the background of this verse. So then it comes to la then makes the declaration that Allah does not overburden an individual. He only tasks an individual with what they are capable of bearing. Then the dua That O oh our Lord, condemn us not, do not punish us, lest we forget or fall if we forget or fall into error. Um, Number one, this du'a is, according to some tafsirs, this is a du'a that Allah is actually teaching the believers of how to make du'a. This is not a story based on why this du'a is mentioned. But the background is that the believers went to the Messenger Allah the Prophet told them to stay steadfast Allah accepted this and changed the principle that only that which they were capable of Allah would task them with and then he said when you make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is how you make dua rabbana la in nasina au that oh Allah condemn us not punish us not here in According to the Mufassirun uh, Means do not punish So do not punish us If we make a mistake Or if we forget And there's a lot of discussion that takes place here In terms of uh, Why would Allah punish someone if they made a mistake uh, But we won't go into the academic side of it Imam um, Fakhruddin Razi Rahimahullah he mentions that one understanding of why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he <laughs> instructs us to make dua in this manner that la tu in wa is this is a sign of humility uh, and humbleness of uh, a true servant to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so merciful so kind so gracious that in terms of our mistakes in terms of forgetfulness Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not punish us but to acknowledge that you still go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you accept your own feebleness you accept your own weakness and you say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah you are the ultimate entity, you are the supreme entity you are the creator you are the nourisher, you are the sustainer, and you have every right to do whatever you want so ya Allah, if we make a mistake in the seena, aw akhtana if we forget la tuakhidna, do not punish us and this in fact is a sign of humbleness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we acknowledge that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has every right to do whatever he wants and despite knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not take us to task with a mistake, we still say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that do not punish us, do not take us to task if we make a mistake. Now this verse, um, there's a lot of fiqh attached to this verse as well. Um, uh, that um, the, the sin is absolved, but that doesn't mean the action is forgotten. So for example, um, let's say one forgets to perform Salatul Asr on its time. It's, they are so caught up in something that they are doing um, that they forget, completely forget, leaves their mind. And when the Maghrib Adhan goes off, they remember, oh, I still need to read Asr Salah. So in that case, the sin is absolved of forgetting because Allah has said He will not task us with over overburden anybody. And if we forget something and then we are sinful for that, that's an burden. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, His Messenger has taught us that. In terms of forgetting, that is, forgiven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but the action and its compensation remains. So one still needs to perform the qadha of the actual fard salah that was missed. So this du'a is a tremendous du'a, it's a du'a that's taught to us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, of how to make du'a. To Allah, Rabbin wal Jalal. And Imam Fakhruddin Razi rahimahullah, he mentions that this is within this dua is a sign of humbleness of the believer, saying to Allah that Allah, you have every right to do whatever you want. Forget about if we deliberately sin, that's very far. But even if we make a mistake, you have the right to take us to task, Ya Allah. Absolve us and forgive us of those mistakes. Allah subhanahu wa taala grant me the understanding. Allah subhanahu wa taala grant all of you the understanding. The next part of the dua, Inna sīna watanā rabbana, Wala taḥmil Isran, kama min qablīna. So this next, rabbana, inshallah, if Allah subhanahu wa taala wills, the next Thursday we will discuss this, and inshallah on Tuesday we will carry on with the discussion of. The mothers of the believers, the Ummahatul Mu'mineen, muminin al Kubra, Ta'ala, in the al-Kubra, we are in the wa Allah, and we wa in the Islamic and wa and